All right, welcome to our podcast. My name's Sydney. I'm Zach. Um, and we're going to talk about how the the climate of the Arctic has oh, been missed. Oh, man. Yeah, just, wow. Oh, scrap hey, that. Hey, Mr. <laughs> Professor, don't, don't start it yet. <laughs> hold on. Wait a minute. Hold up. <laughs> we're trash at this. The first paragraph. All right. So... All right. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to our <laughs> No! <laughs> okay, me. Welcome to our podcast. My name's Sydney. I'm Zach. Um, our podcast is about Arctic terrorism. So, the Arctic is known as the most harsh and physically demanding environment in the entire world. Um, according to the BBC.com, it can be known as the, Ar- the Arctic is an area of desolate wasteland of ice, snow, and wild animals. Huh? Most modern-day people groups that live south of the Arctic region, but for a few, for a few groups that do live in the north of it, um, it is the most beautiful and naturally gifted area in the world. The Arctic is one of the areas of the world that fascinates most modern-day scientists, as it normally should, as it has the most to be. Right. Um, also, five million people live on the Arctic permafrost, including Russia, North America, and Scandinavia. Um, Cracked homes, buckled roads, and ruptured pipelines are likely to become common new things in and near the Arctic as the warming temperatures of climate change um, makes the frozen ground thaw. Um, these climate changes are causing the Arctic to warm two to four times faster than the rest of the planet. Speaking of climate change, um, climate change is what is warming the Arctic. You might think to yourself, how is this affecting me? Or... I don't see any of the physical changes on our earth, but, or you have the classic, um, climate change is a myth, but we all know that it's false, or at least I hope we know that's false. But the real question is who are, or who and what is climate change actually affecting? I know it's not me. I, see, Zach's one of those people that think climate change is a myth. I'm just joking. I'm (laughs) saying it to to make you happy. I agree. (laughs) Oh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Most of all, it's affecting indigenous peoples and their ecosystems in the Arctic. Reindeer herders are witnessing the tundra disappearing right in front of their eyes as the permafrost melts. Inuit hunters watch as the sea recedes into the ocean, or the sea ice recedes into the ocean. My apologies. Changing the behaviors of seals and other animals as the ice melts. The indigenous Sami people say their traditional calendar is now out of sync, meaning they cannot predict the weather anymore. Also, interesting fact, the Sami, normally, uh, in their normal name, are called the Sapmi. Good. Nice fact. Nice fact. Um, the reduction in sea is likely to have huge consequences for polar bears, seals, and local Arctic peoples dependent on these animals as a food source. With the global temperature rising, that means that it is causing changes in Greenland's ice sheet, as well as melting permafrost, releasing toxic methane gases. Some people assume that since these organisms lives, live under harsh conditions, that they should um, be able to tolerate that, th- be able to tolerate this environment. Unfortunately, this assumption is wrong. Um, all organisms are adapted to the environment in which they are evolved. They and really pol- are. That's yes. kind of cool. And polar organisms are as vulnerable to change in their environment as any other organism. 
The Arctic has few species and short food, train, food chains and thus simple food webs. This makes the Arctic particularly vulnerable to environmental changes. When the Arctic species is lost, it is unlikely that any new one will take its place or replace, that, replace its function in the ecosystem. So right now, today, like the Arctic is under great environmental changes induced by human activities, mostly and most importantly, climate change, but also through pollution, industrial fishing, foreign species introduced into the area, nuclear, nuclear waste, and petroleum activity. Petroleum activity, I'd like to actually talk about that. Um, so, through petroleum activity, oil, most and everyone needs that oil. Use it for your cars, mm -hmm, unless you're one mm -hmm. of those green guys from yes. all the other states that like to use electric cars. I mean, go electric cars, we like the environment. Um, but oil mining in the Arctic especially can be dangerous because it can... It's, it's stated that the U.S. Department of Interior found that there's 75% chance of a major oil spill if any company finds oil and produces it anywhere in the world, but particularly in the Arctic. Um, and some examples of oil spills in the natural world is in 1989, the Exxon Valdez spilled 11 million gallons of oil into Alaskans, into Alaska's Prince that William Sound. That is a lot of oil to spill. Well, guess what? There's even more. In 2010, the BP Deepwater Horizon blowout spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Do you want to guess how much they spilled? I have no idea. I don't even want to guess because... It kind of saddens me a little bit how people have, they're all about, like, they want to reap the benefit of what they are doing. They want the reward. They don't understand the effect that the ecosystem and the people living there still have, are being affected way more. But because we don't live there and it's not affecting us, then it doesn't really matter. So, with all that said, we're going to play a game. It's called Over and Under. Oh. We're going to try to guess how much they spilled in 2010 in the okay. Gulf of Mexico. All We're right. going to start with number with 100 million barrels of oil, over or under. Um, I'm going to say under. I, you'd be wrong. Wrong. Wow. We're going to play over under 150. Under. Again, you're wrong. What? We're going to play over or under 200 million barrels of oil. You know what? I've been wrong this whole time, so I'm going to go over. Well, you're wrong. Yes. Actually, <laughs> actually, actually, it's 200 million barrels of oil. Exactly. Into the Gulf of Mexico. Um, and oh. of that 200 million barrels of oil mm -hmm. that was dumped into the Mexican, the Gulf of Mexico, mm -hmm. um, only 8% of it was recovered or burned off, meaning 92% of 200 million Climate. or 184 million barrels of oil. That, unfound. that is insane because, like, all of that being done, people aren't um, bringing attention to it because then it would be, like, this major outburst. But um, climate change is probably the process that will cause the single greatest impact in the Arctic in the coming years. For example, a global, a global temperature change of one degree translates to a threefold temperature increase in the Arctic. It's a lot. Yes. This implies that without cuts in global CO2 emissions, the Barents Sea will be ice-free by 2050. 2050? Yeah. That's 30 years from now. Exactly. The habitats will be lost. The habitat loss will be fatal for the polar bear and many other of the ice-associated organ organisms. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It 
It's honestly insane. And people don't realize how drastic and um, how big of an impact we actually have on the earth. Just to be certain, it was drastic, not Jurassic. <laughs> I mean, it's a drastic not Jurassic impact. Park. <laughs> Jurassic. Yeah, but going back to the oil point, major companies like Shell and Exxon are aggressively making moves to usher in this new oil rush in the Arctic Ocean. Um, in some places, it already has begun. Um, Russian oil giant Gazprom has already begun producing small amounts in the Arctic and the ocean north of Russia. That is insane. Um, do you think that there are any ways to prevent climate change? Uh, to prevent climate change, everyone needs to care about the economy. Recycling helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to reduce greenhouse gases. Yes. Go to e- um, EV and electric cars. And we need to stop assuming that the Arctic is just going to stay frozen forever. Because that's not the case if our temperatures, like, um, I think I read it said, like, the global temperature of the whole earth is rising two degrees celsius so with that still with everything still rising or the temperature still rising um it's just going to get worse i think that it could for within like the next 10 20 years that it could go further than just two degrees celsius right now i think it's been stuck there for a couple years but i think that all the changes that we want to make with like the ice caps that are melting in the Arctic right now, people want to make that, um, what's the word, Zach? Want to come on in and start drilling in offshore mining, uh, yeah, oil mines or whatever. And ju- just for you listeners, um, in like say New York, London, California, mm-hmm. all you listeners that think it's not my problem it's the arctic's problem mm-hmm. if the arctic continues in all the way it does in a couple years 20 30 years your city of new york city and the cities in california could be underwater so if that means anything to you I, that yeah it doesn't matter take it how you want take it with a grain of salt or try and make a difference but um yeah that's that's our podcast we need oh i that is our podcast. You're right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'd also like to, uh, before we wrap up, thank our sources that we use. Oh, yes. Um, myself, I used uh, greenpeace.org. It's a great source for online content for Green World. And also to the BBC, which is a company in England. I use the Arctic Institute, Institute Popu, oh, sorry, Pollution in the Arctic Oil and Gas Extraction, National Geographic, Tundra Threat Explained, USGS, Climate Impacts to Arctic Coast, and Science Direct, Rapid Advancement of Spring in the High Arctic. Well, I'd like to say thank you for listening and have a great day. Yeah. Bye, guys.